Hey everyone, welcome to our Strong Mind, Strong Body podcast. I'm your host, Angie Miller, and today I have a very special segment for you on how to stop giving away your personal power, how to take that power back if you are giving it away so that you can lead your best life. So I feel like there are so many ways that we unknowingly and unwittingly give our power away. And then we're left wondering, how come I'm not where I want to be? But we don't even realize how much of that power is right within our grasp. Maybe we let other people's opinions define who we are. Maybe it's our family or our boss or a former significant other. Maybe it's a narrative or a belief that we heard growing up and we still have a buy-in for that. Um, maybe we stay silent when we could speak up. Maybe we believe our words aren't worth listening to or possibly we fear the repercussions. Or maybe we complain rather than take action and we get lost in that dead end road of negativity and powerless thinking. But anytime we give away our power, we're left feeling paralyzed angry. Very often we feel very resentful of another person, even though it's actually our power that we're giving away. And we feel paralyzed to do anything to change our situation. Maybe it's not even you. Maybe you have a client or a best friend or a sister or someone in your family who you feel like gives away their power on a regular basis. And as a result, it's stopping them from living their best life. And maybe they just seem like they're stuck in these patterns and you know how it's holding them back, but you're not sure how to help them. So no matter who it is, whether it's you or whether it's someone that you care deeply about or whether it's a client, I think that talking about personal power is a really powerful topic because our power and owning that power has a deep, deep impact on our life. But here's the key. Just because we feel powerless doesn't mean that we are powerless. Because feelings and, and, you know, feelings are different from what is actually the truth very often because power is about a choice. And we, at the end of the day, we are always in charge of the choices that we make. We can't control the world around us. And we've talked so many times about how we can't control other people. Gosh, darn it. I wish we could. But we do get to choose how we respond to people, and we do get to choose how we respond to situations. <clears throat> so if you want to take your power back and you want to create positive change, stick around because today I'm going to share the secret, seven ways we give away our power and ways we can take it back so that we can ultimately get what we want out of life and better yet, we can live our best life. All right. So again, I'm Angie. I'm talking about how to take your power back. So thanks for joining me. So number one, I think one of the ways that we give our power away is we let other people's opinions define who we are and how we feel about ourselves. So maybe it's a boss who you feel like constantly points out your flaws. Maybe it's a bad former boyfriend who used to tell you everything that was wrong with you. Maybe it's that negative belief that you've held on to since you were a little girl or a little boy. 
and you've been holding on to it for since you know for a very since a very young age maybe it's a coworker or even a former teacher who said something to you years ago that is still kind of up there and you can't quite let it go but ultimately it's up to you it's up to me it's up to all of us to do a self audit and determine where are those negative beliefs coming from? I know I've had to do many self audits over the years. I've had to really check in and say, Angie, where are those beliefs coming from? And are they really serving you? That's the next question. Because at the end of the day, we can shift our narrative. We are in charge of owning our story. We're in charge of creating our path and defining who we are. But maybe, just maybe, we need some help along the way. And I would highly encourage that. For me, I've had to get professional help in owning my story and shifting my narrative. And I also offer professional help in helping people own their story and shift their narrative. I cannot encourage you enough to get the help of a good coach or a good therapist or somebody who can help you reshape your narrative. Because you know what? Your self-worth depends on it. And before I leave this one, don't let rejection get in your way. Don't let it stop you from pursuing something that you ultimately want to pursue. I use rejection as my motivation to prove that person that they missed out on a little piece of me, right? There have been many times that I've been rejected. I was recently rejected for a conference and within a week I was accepted into another one. So you know what? One door closes and another one opens. We just have to leave ourselves open to that opportunity. So bottom line, no one gets to define who you are. You get to define you. So number two, Maybe you get caught up in giving your power away by complaining about situations and other people. Wham, wham, wham. We all love complainers, don't we? Not so much. So you know what? If you're processing it out with your best friend or your mom and you just need to hash it out a little bit, okay, that makes sense. If, if you're hashing it out and processing it out, as a way to find a way forward. If you're looking for a positive solution, but if it's just night after night of you calling your best friend and word vomiting and getting lost in what's not working, what you don't like, why your spouse is driving you crazy, then you're on a slippery slope to ending in a pile of mud, this icky place where you feel very powerless and very stuck. And I don't think that's a fun place to be. It's a place where you don't see possibility and it's a place where you're not seeking solutions because you've spent all of your emotional energy focused on other people and other situations and complaining about what you don't like about them. So instead, how about if we spend some time solving problems and seeking solutions? And remember that when I say complaining, I'm also talking about you know, complaining about your to-do list, all the things that I have to do. Oh, I have so much I have to do. And I know I am not saying this from a place of like, oh, there are people who do that. No, 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 no. I've been caught up in doing this many, many times, complaining about everything I have to do and forgetting that I'm the one who said yes to doing those things. So why am I complaining? Remember, we get to choose how we spend our time. We get to choose who we say yes to and who we say no to. And we even get to choose whether or not we decide to get up and go to work, pay our bills, and follow the speed limit. Of course, 
all these choices that we have come with consequences, but I still think it feels really good to remind myself that I have a choice. I could choose to go out and speed. I might get a ticket, but hey, it was my choice. Bottom line, rather than putting all your focus on the problem or all your focus on the people that you don't like, because remember, you can't change them. How about if you spend some time on the solution? I have a few questions for you. You could ask, what can I do to help myself in this situation? You could ask, what's one small step I could take today to help me feel better emotionally, physically, or mentally? So again, I'm Angie Miller. I'm so glad you're joining me here on my Strong Mind, Strong Body podcast. And I am talking about ways that we typically give away our personal power and what we can do to take it back so that we can live our best life. So number three, another common way that we give our power away is that we don't accept responsibility for how we feel and how we show up to the world. So for me personally, nothing frustrates me quite like a person who comes up to me and says that they feel a certain way or they acted a certain way because of someone else. So maybe somebody who says things like, oh, my husband made me mad today and that put me in a bad mood. Or my boss did this and so that's why I had a bad day. Or my coworker upset me and that's why I don't like my job. No one can make you feel any way you don't want to feel. And it's really best if we don't give other people that power. So no matter how a person triggers us, and yes, of course, people trigger us, no matter how they trigger us, or no matter how many times they throw bait to try to get us to bite the hook and bring us into a fight, we are in charge of our words and our actions and our behaviors. It's up to all of us to regulate our emotions and manage those emotions. We don't get to yell at somebody because, oh, they made me so mad. That's why I yelled at them. Or we don't get to say terrible things to someone because they upset us. That just means that we're giving away our power and we're refusing to accept responsibility for our life. It doesn't mean that we fall short of our own personal expectations. It doesn't mean that I've never yelled at someone, but it, it, it doesn't mean that I get to say that I yelled at them because of something they did. It's best if I just walk away with my tail between my legs and recognize that I own the responsibility for yelling at that person. Okay, so remember that this also involves watching the words that we say so that we don't use kind of victim language, which implies that we had no choice. So things like I had to say yes to my boss or I had to go see my grandma because remembering again, all about choices. Bottom line, remember that people don't dictate your emotions. You're in charge of your words, you're in charge of your feelings, and you're in charge of your actions. And you're responsible for managing your emotions at all times, no matter how much you feel triggered. Yes, there are consequences to our choices, but doesn't it feel amazing to have those choices, okay? So let's keep moving through these, all the different ways that we give away our power. I'm wondering if you recognize yourself or anyone else in any of these. So number four, maybe you stay silent when you could speak up. And I find that this is a big one for a lot of people because assertive communication can be really, really difficult. And a lot of times I'll hear people, especially women will tell me, well, 
I'm not very good at conflict or I don't like confrontation. And I don't think that just because you speak your mind, it means that you love conflict. And I don't think that just because you speak your mind, you're a confrontational person. I think that you value yourself and, and you value what your thoughts and your feelings are enough to where you think that your voice should be heard. So nothing disempowers us, I think, quite like staying silent when we have strong feelings about something. Maybe you believe that your words aren't worth hearing, or maybe you fear the consequences, but I think that letting your voice be heard is the key to keeping your self-esteem intact. It could be that something is wrong in your relationship, and maybe you just I don't know, haven't found the words to give a voice to that. Maybe there's something going on at work or going on in a friendship. But when you stay silent, you're probably building resentment. And often resentment gets internalized and it comes out as anger and frustration. So how about if you give your thoughts, your voice, your feelings, or your thoughts and your feelings a voice and let that voice be yours. You do have the right. You don't have to be right. You just want to be heard. So use I statements like I feel, I wonder, or I would like. Bottom line, assertive communication is your key to building a strong sense of self-worth and valuing your personal autonomy. Boom, 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 right? Okay, so let's keep moving through this. Number five, we are talking about ways that we give our personal power away. And I would love to know if you see yourself in any of these. So number five, maybe you allow other people to make decisions for you. You know what? This is a tempting one. We grew up with teachers making decisions for us. We grew up with our parents making decisions for us. And then all of a sudden we become an adult and we're fully responsible for our decisions. And we're like, mm -hmm. you know, I know I really wanted this independence thing, but I kind of liked it when somebody else was making my decisions so that if it all went awry, I had someone to blame. But that's a pretty disempowering way to go through life. So maybe you wait for permission. Maybe you wait for someone else to give you the go ahead on something you really want to do because you're too fearful to do it without their blessing. But to me, that's a way of saying that you trust other people's opinions and thoughts about what you should do with your life more than you trust your own opinions and thoughts about what you should do with your life. And I don't think that's such a good thing. What do you think? So maybe you frequently ask your mom or your spouse or your boss or your friend, what do you think I should do? And then you act accordingly. But really what you do is you put them in the driver's seat and you put yourself in the passenger seat of your own life. So if you're unhappy at work, or maybe you're not as fit or as healthy as you want to be, or if your relationship isn't working, it's ultimately up to you to decide what you want to do. You can ask for guidance. Absolutely. But you know what? You know your values more than anyone else. And really, that's how we should make our decisions. And if you make the decision, it means that you can't fall back on this, this kind of crutch that we have to blame someone else and say, well, you were the one who told me to do that. And then you become more invested in making sure that whatever decision you made turns out the way that you want it to turn out. So bottom line, you're in charge of your life. If you And you don't want to give anyone else the keys to your car. You're the best person at determining what's best for you, right? So number six, maybe you play it safe. 
I hope not, but I know that all of us have been tempted to play it safe. Sometimes I get caught in that cycle of playing it safe. Maybe you want more and deep inside, you know that you have more in you. You know that you're capable of more, but you choose to stay where you are. Maybe you tell yourself that you're staying where you are because the money is better or the job security is better. Or maybe you tell yourself it's just not the right time because you have a lot going on in your life. But in strengths-based coaching and therapy, I always ask my clients to tell me what their gifts are. I always ask them, what are you good at? And where do you feel like you excel in your life? And uh, what have you achieved so far? And better yet, <clears throat> how did you manage to achieve that? <clears throat> I remind them that you don't have to know where you're going in order to take the first step. If I waited to know where I was going every time I wanted to make a big move, I would never take that first step because sometimes that's what it's all about. Just taking that first step and then knowing that that sets us up for success and every step we take, we get better clarity on where it is that we ultimately want to go. So bottom line, staying where you are because it's safe and predictable is a surefire way to give away your power to do more, be more, and to leave your legacy in this world. So again, I'm Angie. I am talking about ways that we give our power away. And number seven, last but not least, I think one of the ways that we give our power away, and we do this a lot as a society, as, as a whole, as human beings, is we refuse to forgive other people. We hold on to grudges against someone, and those grudges keep us tethered to that person, like it or not. It takes a lot of energy to stay mad, no matter how vindicated we feel. I always say, you know, I have four sisters and my one sister always says to me that one of the qualities she likes the best about me is that I can never stay mad. And I always joke that I don't like that quality about me because sometimes don't go and I just want to stay mad and hold a grudge. But you know what? It does release a lot of emotional energy. It doesn't keep me tethered to people in negative ways. So when we stay mad at somebody or when we hold a grudge against that person, it connects us to that person in a way that kind of holds us hostage. If we can't find a way to make peace or cut that rope or disconnect us, us from the ties that bind us to them, then we're never going to be able to take our power back. And remember that I'm not saying that forgiveness is synonymous was saying that whatever that person did to you or however they hurt you is okay. That's not what forgiveness is. It's just about letting go of the difficult emotion that hijacks your ability to enjoy your life. So bottom line, when we forgive others, we make space to feel and to experience more positive emotion about all that is good in our lives. So I'm going to give you a recap of the seven ways that I talked about that I think that we give our power away. And number one is when we let other people's opinions define who we are. Number two, when we complain about situations and other people versus taking action. Number three, when we don't accept responsibility for how we feel and how we show up to the world. Number four, when we stay silent instead of speaking up and using assertive communication. 
Number five, when we allow other people to make decisions for us. Number six, when we play it safe. And number seven, when we refuse to forgive. So again, I'm Angie Miller. Thank you so much for joining me for the Strong Mind, Strong Body podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's segment on personal power. And I hope that all of you are walking away feeling more empowered. So I will see you next week. 